0: Hey, City Light family. Welcome to the City Light family podcast, a podcast for ministry leaders. Young and old, our aim is to equip you for the work of ministry and encourage you along the way. And we have a special guest for you guys today. Gavin Johnson is with us today. Come on, if you don't know Gavin, Gavin has been co-laboring with me for over a decade. Uh, It was his idea to plant the very first City Light church. And he came to me and said, hey, what do you think about planting this church? And that was 10 years ago, and if you don't know Gavin, he's married to Sarah, they have three amazing kids, he's the co-lead pastor at City Light Omaha, he's on our City Light family board, and uh, I've had the joy and privilege of seeing this man on stage preach the gospel with boldness, and see him love people off stage with compassion and mercy, and so, Gavin, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it should should be fun. So, our topic today, um, of all the last couple, of the last couple of years, one of the aims of our podcast is to help the people in the church plants that are part of the city life family mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that we've talked about but one of the issues we haven't gotten to but we've encountered here in Omaha is this idea of how does cultural wars and tensions that are happening in our society and in our cities and in our context how does that disrupt uh the church how does that land on our people and then we as pa- pastors and shepherds and elders are trying to figure out how do we keep when the world feels like it's divided, how do we try to keep our people unified? Yeah. When they're fearful, how do we try to keep them full of faith? Uh, when they're anxious, how do we try to help them find the peace that only Christ holds out for them? And so you know this battle, and it lands on our emails and our text threads <laughs> and you know hallway conversations. And so I guess that's the issue we want to get to today: is how do we how do we help equip the laborers who are probably in college ministry, fielding questions about? divisive gender issues in the home. Um, And so there's folks that are asking this question, but I just, have you, Gavin, even encountered this? What's None. None. (laughs) This
1: must, I didn't even know, I'm not even familiar with the topic. So it must be just something that comes into your inbox. Yes, that's it. I only get nice thank you cards every week. That's surprising, actually. (laughs) That's actually kind of not what I would have
0: expected at all. So, you know, what have been some of the things that you've experienced in the past? And what do you, you know, looking ahead, where do you see how does the church going to have to navigate some of these issues?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, when you think about cultural hot buttons and you call it the culture wars, yep. those things are that are at the forefront of everyone's mind, Yep. the way I've experienced it as a pastor, I think as far as like people soliciting me yep. for input, um, yep. or they want me to talk about something or you get the email, Hey, where does the church stand on X? Yes. I found those are usually coming from one of two places. One is a genuine curiosity. Mm. We live in a complex world. Yes. And we have a scripture that God has revealed himself and his truth to be, and it speaks to everything. But there's a bridge to understanding this ancient document, which is timeless and timely, to get to real issues of our day. Um, And so one category I'd say would be like just genuine curiosity, an earnest desire to honor God, uh, to walk as a disciple and follower of Jesus Christ in a complex world. Yeah. There's another category that uh, is a little trickier to navigate, yep. and that's I oftentimes feel like people they want a soundbite. Yeah. You know that they've got a, a certain political ideology or yep. a certain philosophy or a certain pet yep. issue, and they want to know are you on my side or the other side? Yeah. And the ass feels a little less genuine and. uh uh, anyway, so that's a sort of another category. Yes. And those voices can be less sincere in their question asking, mm. and they're wanting to know what box and where does this go. And uh, those can be a little bit tricky to navigate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. that's That's really good. Um,
0: any of the issues as you look forward in 2024 and ahead, I think we're talking about this as even as our last elder meeting is just preparing for what could be another divisive season. Yeah, is there anything that you're just kind of preparing, bracing yourself for uh, a little bit?
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously we've got a, we've got an election coming yep. up and uh, that brings a lot of things to the forefront. It's not always just political, right? Yep. Um, take any of the issues. Uh, yep. For Christians, one of our unique things is the sanctity of life yes. from womb to tomb. Yes. Um, you could say that's not political and it certainly is not political, right. but it definitely intersects politics. Yep. Um, um, anyways, yeah. So with a, a political year, um, yes. or an election year yep. in front of us that it just surfaces all kinds of issues. Yep. Um, obviously immigration is another yes. huge one. Yep. Um, uh, the economy yep. has a lot going on. We've yes. got some very uh, polarized candidates that will yes. likely be on the ballot this next year, yep. uh, that are, you know, in very different camps. So man, as we've thought about it, <clears throat> one thought we've had is I think it's really important that we get upstream so we're not always forced to be reactionary. Where do you stand on this? How should I believe about this? Um, But really helping people develop from scripture a truly biblical worldview. Yes. And so, you know, Scripture says there's nothing new under the sun. Yep. And so while culture is unique yep. now to history, Yes. Uh, the underlying issues really are not. Nope. Um, there's nothing we're facing that generations haven't before, uh, you know, faced in some sim- you know, sim- yes. similar or dissimilar capacity. So... Um, yeah, our thought has been, how do we get upstream, help people figure out their identity, mm. the kingdom of God, yes. the word of God, uh, a biblical ethic, yes. uh, so that they have the tools to engage these yes. topics, and they're not always so reactive. And yep. that starts with us as leaders, right? Yes, yes. Uh, leaders are readers, so yes. we need to be uh, good students of the Bible, yep. we need to have a good handle on theology. It's yep. one of the reasons we emphasize theological education for our pastors, like... When Israel goes to war, that should not be the first time you've ever thought about, well, how does God view the geopolitical nation of Israel? Are there categories for this? You know, you're already behind the the eight ball. Um, So it's just helpful for us to be upstream, to be proactive, to be faithful, non-anxious shepherds to our congregation. I think they feed off of our energy and our posture and our confidence. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's, ra- rather than taking everything a la carte, responding to all the yes. issues on the ballot, yep. how do we help people really root themselves in the word of yep. God? Yeah. And, and
0: I think this really, because we've seen this, it kind of snuck up on us. Uh, we had our discipleship rhythms at our church and we were breaking right. the Bible and right. getting people into groups. You know, we saw the fracturing between race relationships, yep. between political divide, uh, and started to wonder, man, are we doing a great job helping people embrace a biblical worldview even in our own church? We just right. kind of assume they're getting it. And then maybe realize does you know the news media outlets get 20 hours with our people, we get 30 minutes with right. our people. And right. you know, have we done right. a good job installing those things so that when we come to the next wave of cultural divide because it's going to come. Right. We're going to have fracturing, we're going to have cultural conversations. But as people come into those moments, have we gotten like think what you're saying upstream? So they're coming into those moments, understanding who they are and where they're at in the story of redemptive history. Yep. That, that's been a burden. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Ab- absolutely.
0: Okay. So talk to me a little bit about, it's not just the conduct of the conversation, but sometimes the posture of the conversation. Yeah. Is there anything that helps instruct you as you sit down with a member, especially if they're in a place of curiosity? There's always the the word of truth that we're going to deliver. And sometimes that word might be confronting the worldview that they've just uh, assumed is biblical because they're an American and it might be popular with their friends. It might act actually not at all be of the kingdom of God. Right. right. So you, right. You, you have to just, okay, we have an idea that is going to confront an idea that might feel really personal to someone. Uh is there any scripture or any
1: kind of just posture that you like to have those conversations in? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think just as you know, we talk to ministry leaders, yep. encourage each other. It's just a good reminder to always know the kingdom of God is a completely other kingdom. Yes. So anytime we're we're trying to teach on the kingdom of God, live out kingdom values, we need to recognize this should not neatly fit inside yep. any, any worldly ideology yep. or political party. So Just knowing this will confront, it will confront Mm -hmm. our own ideas and natural inclinations about how we ought to interact with the world and those in the congregation. Yeah. So knowing we're not, um, we're not competitive, we we shouldn't avoid conflict, but knowing that there is going to be rub there. Yes. And uh, if there's not a rub, maybe we're not doing our job. Maybe we're taking Christianity and trying to just squeeze it into the Republican Party or squeeze it into this particular um, ideology, um, and so there, it is going to rub. It should yep. rub us. It should. We're not fully sanctified yep. leaders, right? Yep. So acknowledging that it's going to rub, and that doesn't mean there's conflict. It means yep. we're growing. It means we're being conformed by the Word of God. Um, second, I think it's important to remember that we're <clears throat> we're shepherds. Yes. Honestly, some of the loudest voices in a church can be the most intimidating. Yeah. Um, but it's a good thing for those of you called in ministry and for us to remember, hey. We're actually shepherds. We're called to care for them. Yep. And, uh, if we begin with the posture of being intimidated or on the defensive, uh, picture a shepherd with his sheep being yep. intimidated by the sheep, right? His heart needs to be love and yep. correction and yep. redirection. So I think it, it needs to be done with a, a humble confidence. Yep with the heart of Jesus toward yes. us which is gentle. Yep. Um but it also can be corrective, yep. you know? Yep. It's not kind of Jesus to let us stray. Yep. Um and so he does have a rod and a staff. Yes. Um yep. yeah. So I think it's important that we navigate our own. We don't get caught up in the uh, in the bickering yeah. and, you know, yep. Yep. <laughs> and the divisiveness. Yep. Yep. Like as a parent to children, if I see them fighting, I don't pick a team and go to battle, right? Yes. It's my job to think a little bit higher and say, hey, what yes. kind of culture do we want in our home? Yes. There is an issue that's happening here, but yes. there's also a culture that's surrounding that the way we treat each other, uh, that matters. So let's go into the other room. Let's calm down. Let's sit down and pray. Let's root for the best in each yeah. other and then let's yeah. have the conversation. Yeah. So bring that into the the church. I think yeah. it's really important. I think, yeah, what you're touching on and as you guys listen to
0: this, um, is one of the things that Gavin's touched on is pure gold about just even identifying the kind of conversation we're having. And I just want to confess to you, Gavin, some of my biggest fails in ministry have happened because I'm interpreting somebody's email or a conversation in the hallway as a really divisive one of one of where I'm trying to get you. Right, And then I can get either intimidated or frustrated or defensive, or I interpret this as the person who's really trying to cause harm to the body. And I get right. You know, if I come into that conversation wrong, my heart towards Jesus's bride, the sheep, um, is not right. If I've got the wrong lens, it's not going to go well. And then the second part of that is just the tone of those conversations, uh, is, you know, I think about Jesus coming with grace and truth. We were just meditating before we sat down and went live here, but just Ephesians chapter 4 just the the call to be completely humble and gentle, patient and bearing with one another in love. Those are challenging words. <laughs> Yet that's kind of what we're invited into. So right, um, right. one of the ways that can be interesting even as is trying to lead levels of the church. Yeah. So you've got obviously your congregation, members of your body, but then you have your own staff team and you have your elders. And so, you know, what have we done? Uh what have you done to just be proactive, to have conversations with your elders, to make sure that we're walking in alignment, um, through a season that everything else is going to feel divided in the next year, the church we want to keep unified. And so that's really starts with the leaders and elders. Is there any rhythms or practices that you would encourage other people to consider?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, um, it's like Matthew six, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Like I think, um, just acknowledging with our elders, yeah. like, hey, our priority is gonna be the word of God and yes. establishing his kingdom. Yeah. Um, so even in our elder gatherings, we're in the word of God. We've yeah. got, you know, someone doing devotional. We're yeah. reading through scripture together. We've got our Bible yeah. reading plan, just making sure like the the foundational layer of discipleship of yeah. Jesus is there. Otherwise, you get caught up into some stuff that Yep. maybe belongs a little more periphery yep. so keeping the main thing the main thing especially with our elders yep. i think has been very helpful yep. and then just not being afraid to to have those conversations yep. within the you know trust of that environment yep. so on our elder board you know there's been a lot of conversation yep. around the nation of israel yes H- how do we view mm-hmm. that small country in the middle east uh in alignment with all the covenants that god made to yes. Old Testament Israel. What's the same? What's different? Yes. Um, and candidly, I think there's a lot of different views among our elders. Yes. But I think because we're all chasing the kingdom of God. Yes. Um, there's just a context of of love of um, of unity that that we can have robust debate. Yeah. Search the scriptures and and be eager to main. Yeah. You, you know, maintain unity, like Ephesians yes. four said. Yes. Um. Sometimes I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous for the congregation because mm. we get to have hour-long debates and yes. we get to have long email threads. Not everyone gets privy to that. Yes. and so one of the things we've talked about too is like, how do we have equipping conversations? Sunday morning is just sacred for us. We are Bible teachers. I know. We want to unpack and exegete the Word of God because we believe that's how the, yes. the power of God and the Spirit of God um, yep. shapes people into the image of God yep. more and more. Um, but what are the other spaces that we can have right. those conversations? So from podcasts to, you know, weekend equipping classes, um, getting some of those on the calendar. Cause again, yes. people are generally, are genuinely curious and they yeah. want to be faithful to Christ. Yeah. And they want to have these conversations. Yeah. that That's a great way to say because you really
0: could miss it on a couple of ways as far as your congregation. One is just like, we're just going to preach through the Bible right? and well, we'll get to it when we get the Bible, which is a good answer and a good conviction to feed your church, the word of God regularly and let the text drive the message. But then there's also people that are looking for answers, right? They're truly, genuinely trying yep. to figure out. I've got people dealing with gender issues. Yep. I've got kids that are walking a rebellion. I don't even honestly know how do I make my, I've always voted this way. Cause mom and dad told me to vote this way, but now I actually want to consider it through a Christian worldview. How do I even start to identify that question? Right, and so right. those are good questions to
1: ask, right? So
0: where do we have them? And I love that. The equipping space is part of how we're answering
1: it here at city light yeah yeah i do even as a leader just candidly i oscillate between like just preach the word of god and whatever the next text is just just preach it right but then like i think there is precedent for like also being a good exegete of culture in the present moment yeah um in the old testament i think it's first chronicles there's the sons of issachar and they were they were affirmed they were like in david's cabinet And said they were they 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 knew their times well, mm. and so they knew what to do. Mm. So they were a student not just of Torah, but of of culture, yes. and they could put those two yes. things together well to be good advisors to King David. And so mm. I I swing to like, man, we need to read the newspaper. Yes, we, we <laughs> right yes. to be a faithful shepherd yes. in this present moment oh. means to 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 have the Word of God solidly in our eyes, our mind, and our heart, and to have the newspaper in our face. And to yes. say, man, this is. We need to understand right. what's going on from the biblical worldview so that we can both worship and respond rightly and equip, yes. candidly, thousands of people that are looking to us as an important voice for how to understand what's happening, yes. how to be a responsible citizen, how to live out the kingdom of God in the kingdom of the United States. Yes. Presently. Yes. Yeah. So that gets me actually really excited. So there is an opportunity
0: here, not just a constant like burden that feels like it's threatening to divide the church. The opportunity is, you know, even talk to me about when you get to preach the Bible, you kind of if you're reading the newspaper and you understand other people are too, yeah. right? That they're seeing cultural divide, they're seeing fractioning, they're seeing anger, they're seeing, they're seeing some of the things that are happening, and they're trying to make sense of it. And whether it be economic recession uh, or whatever those fault lines are, you know, how do you as a shepherd teacher stand on Sunday? And yes, you've got to say what the text says. There's oftentimes opportunities to be a pastoral to allow applications or illustrations to kind of interact with the world that people are living in at that moment. Um, I mean, have you felt some of that freedom and some of that pastoral burden to say, I get to preach, which is a joy. I'm going to herald God's word and lift up the person work of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to do it in a tone this week. That's
1: appropriate. Does it make yeah, sense? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's one of those things. We just, I mean, for for us as shepherds, like our prayer life is critical. Yes. Like we need to be attuned yes. with the voice of the Holy Spirit yep. in our lives. Like yep. that's something we've been yep. talking about yep. as a leadership team because yep. at the end of the day, I, I have political convictions. Yes. Yes. I, I have a candidate that I'm, yes. you know, leaning toward. Yes. I and and uh me being a shepherd of this flock gives me no more permission than any other person that's in the right. flock to like really put my my ideology forward. Like it really has to be rooted in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I so I, I say that to say for us as as preachers, communicators, leaders, yeah. there are those moments when you can lean in and be creative in application, right? We're, we're bound to the thesis of the text, but there's a broad yes. spectrum of application where we can apply that principle yeah. and um, that can touch on all kinds of things. So for me, it's like, to be a follower of Jesus means I die to self yes. <laughs> I, and I'm, and I'm listening to him like, Jesus, what is your heart for this congregation? Yep. What are the pressing areas that we need to press this in? Yep. And then um, always checking my heart. I'm very prone to do stuff with a chip on my so- shoulder. Yo. You know, there's so much flesh in me that I just constantly have to battle. Am I just trying to make a point? am i trying to shepherd god's people you know am i trying to advocate for this position because there's a loud voice and i know they're waiting for me you know to advocate (laughs) for for their particular whatever or is it the spirit of god saying man this matters because it matters to your father in heaven so battling (laughs) silencing my own voice the voice of flesh the voice of opinionated people that i know are listening and truly learning how to listen to the father to be a faithful shepherd yeah no that's so good i um that's
0: dialed in and i i appreciate that because the level of humility there to say this is not my stage this is right. not my mic this is jesus's church yep. and i gotta take inventory of my own heart because i'm gonna do a lot of damage to his church if <laughs> yep. i just hot
1: take it and candidly i mean it if you want to build a church it's Thank it's you. not that hard yes <laughs> yes that our culture is you know breaking up into fractions right yes. now and different parts. just pick one yes and just play the note, yes. you know that 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 harmonizes with their melody. They'll come to your church, exactly. And uh, you'll probably get book deals and make a yes. bunch of money and have a show. You yes. know, like it's not that hard. That's correct. Um, but again, the kingdom of God is completely other. Yes. you know, it's going to confront every other worldly system. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, we need to we need to squash that. That's it. That tendency. That
0: is it. And so, I what he just said is gold. One of the Carrie uh, Newhoff is a church guy and kind of studies culture and whatever. And he said that one of the new now church growth trends that we shouldn't buy into, but a church growth trend is literally to make your church an echo chamber for one area of culture. Mm. And so maybe it's the social, uh, ism kind of gospel of how we do mercy ministry and making that the thing over word. And the others are going to say, well, no, it's the word and it is just truth. And we ignore whatever those cultural divides are. You can make your church, not just an expression of the kingdom, but a unique echo chamber to a political ideology yep. that will actually get them to text all their other buddies and come to the church because this pastor's saying it, like right, really should right. say it, you yep. know? And and now all of a sudden you got a rally at a base and really what you did is you substituted the kingdom and our citizenship there for now an earthly ideology uh, that might not, like we said, the kingdom doesn't fully fit into that. So right. Right. Uh, anyways, I just wanna to say to you guys, have the courage and confidence to build your ministry on the word of God and the kingdom yeah. of God and not feel like you've got to make those compromises to please and to attract other people. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really good, man. Um, Okay. So uh I just want to ask you another question. Like how do you, when you're stuck in hard conversations and people are getting emotional about this, right? Yeah, I think just how have you found the gospel courage to disappoint people or frustrate them? Because as pastors, we don't get, I mean, there, these Some of these issues are really tied to deep-seated emotion. I mean, yep. people get angry if you don't talk on Sunday morning about it or uh, can get really disappointed that you haven't cut it deep enough on an issue. Where have you found your courage as a shepherd to sit in those conversations and hear those words and yet try to respond with grace? Can I just add? I mean—
1: yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's it's a great question. And I don't do it perfectly. Right. And I think you you, you fight those same demons <sighs> that I do. But at the end of the day, it's gospel 101. Like knowing my identity. I'm a son of God. I'm That's a it. servant of the kingdom. Um. And, uh, you know, if you You'll die a thousand deaths in ministry if you live for the approval of man. (gasps) That's right. It's a brutal (laughs) calling. Yes, it is. Uh, If you have not squashed that idol and continue to squash it, because it's a pernicious little foe that peaks up perennially. Yes. Yes. And so you have to kill it, kill it, kill it. But um, for me, it's that, like coming back to who I am, um, the good news of the gospel that I'm approved by the Father because of the work of the Son applied to me. And now from that, I can lead and and take shots. and be affirmed approved or disapproved yeah. of um but it's not crippling yeah uh, it still hurts at times if we're honest Aww. yeah i mean i took shots in 2020 and 2021 yes. and people oh, i yeah. loved left the church because i wasn't yeah. right enough or left enough yeah. or pro mass or anti-mass yeah. and it it still cuts but at the end of the day you don't crumble right because you know man, i mean i you're gonna you're gonna upset people. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. To be a faithful shepherd. Yes. Um, I need to um, be faithful to to speak the truth and yes. do my best and, and give yes. ourselves grace too, right? Yes. So no, we're not gonna bat a thousand. No. And so part of that gospel identity is I I can upset other people. I can also be wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. I can come back to me. I think I was a little off on this. Yes. And I, I think the spirit of God has is shaped me. So giving ourselves grace too. Man, we're not going to bat a thousand. Yeah. And that's another idol we got to squash in ministry. Ministry leaders, you're not going to be, um, you know, a, a, a masterful communicator, a world class theologian, right. uh, expert level organizational leader, and a black belt in cultural apologetics. <laughs> you're just not, you know, <laughs> I mean, very you're average not. people. Yes, yes. And so just acknowledging that. Yes. Um, and, uh, I think another, something else I've learned is it's okay to not have an answer right away. Oh, I said yes. nothing's new under the sun, but but it is unique context. And sometimes there's a level of nuance and thoughtfulness required that doesn't always fit into an immediate soundbite. And so to be able to say to someone, if it is a cultural hot butt issue, where yep. do you stand on this? To yep. say, man, that's something I'm processing. I don't have a real thought out answer right now. Um yeah. but be happy to chat, you know, give some time to, to think right. about it. There's a proverb that says um we just so you on know, my men's huddle, proverbs eighteen somewhere, says that um like whoever has the first statement on something yes. sounds right. Yes. Until you hear the to, other yes, side. Exactly. Like, yes, yes. How many times yes, does that happen? Yes as it pertains to cultural issues. So I think it's yeah. okay to say, man, I'm probably not ready to give a soundbite on that yet. Yeah, it's a nuanced conversation. Yeah, um, but Let me think about that and, and get back to you. Yeah. So giving ourselves grace, um, giving the congregation grace, mm. you know? Yes. Um, and, and you've done that so
0: well. Just so you guys know, I've seen Gavin do that, where he's been slow and humble to say, people are looking to us to, to interpret what's happening with, you know, cultural issues. What's your take? What's your take? Your take? and i want to give an answer and yet gavin's like you know what i probably need to figure out what's behind some of those arguments yeah. before i actually weigh in on that um and just the courage to say that right? right because other pastors are running into that battle and everybody's looking for a hook and you're you're saying let me just sort out where are some of these ideas coming from i just want to make sure i understand arguments before i land on that um, right
1: and you said it so well like every question has a context yeah. and so um it's pretty easy there's certain issues that are black and white it's yeah. just easy to pound the table and say gender's no. gender yes yes and uh sexuality sexuality and yeah. that's okay we need to stand on the yes. truth and tell the truth you've done a good job of that yeah. but like i know a, a lot of people that i've had that conversation they have a son that's right you know who's struggling a same sex attraction and they don't just want to know like well, does the bible say homosexuality is mm-hmm. wrong? you know i think we can get there pretty easily yes um but to see that person not as uh uh, or to be able to give a a, a loving answer yes. and to to play the long game Thank with you. with people on some of these issues and um, yeah to shepherd their heart not just give mm-hmm. the right the right answer yep. yeah 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 uh, I want to end with
0: any stories or encouragements of how you've seen God use this in the discipleship of others um, where you're like man there, this is a hard moment I left that conversation disappointed not knowing and then maybe years later you're starting to say man there's I think the needle on the kingdom of God is actually moving and they're less Tied to Fox News or CNN or whatever camp that is, and more tied to King Jesus. And i want to give you a moment to think, but I want to share this one because I want to brag on God. Yeah, so, go, ahead, go ahead. So I, I think I shared with you the story. I was in a parking lot. A guy came up to, yep. Up to me. Yep. And <clears throat> at the time, people there were some churches in the country that were giving political Sundays. Not a bad thing to do. Um, but the pastor felt the freedom to say, "Hey, here's where you guys should vote. These are the issues." So. That was kind of getting text around. We were getting that email to us, these sermons that, you know, pastors had really made their church an echo chamber. And people were saying, you should be doing this. Look at this guy. He stood up so boldly. So I I didn't feel comfortable. We didn't feel comfortable doing that. A guy stopped me on the way as walking my wife to a minivan and uh, our minivan, and he, he was very frustrated that we weren't doing that on Sunday and disappointed that he's come multiple weeks in a row and he hasn't heard a sermon just about how we should look at politics. And so that same guy, very awkward conversation, mildly uncomfortable situation, uh-huh. had walked through some health issues, limps into our church mm-hmm. after going through some hard seasons in his life. And I see him and he's we've prayed for him. And to see God spare his life and to walk in the building, I immediately ran towards him and gave him a big hug mm-hmm. and told him, man, I've been praying for you. God has spared your life and restored you. I didn't know if you'd be able to walk into this building ever again. And God filled my heart with just a genuine love for that man. Mm. And he literally started to weep and didn't know if he would make it. And his wife is feeling that as well. And uh, just to say, guys, these are real people yep. and they're dealing with their own heart idols and they've got their own fears. And and yet our, our role is get to be Jesus to them. We literally get to be Jesus and give them a hug and to listen to their critiques. And by the way, if you've looked at Jesus's life, People don't just always clap and cheerlead him. Right? You know, they take shots and they spit and they betray. And so I'm not Jesus, but I get to be Jesus. You know, I get to I get to listen to people's concerns. And if I don't get fleshly and if I don't get bitter, I get to play the next season, like you said. That's right. And, uh, so. Those are, I just want to encourage pastors, beautiful some of the most man. hard conversations you're going to have could be some of the most beautiful stories of redemption. If you just don't disqualify yourself <laughs> by freaking out
1: <laughs> on them, you know, just don't take the bait. The don't flight. jump into the octagon don't, and take the gloves off. Just, Not worth don't it. Don't do it. It'll so, feel good in the moment. Yes. It's a long-term hell. Exactly. So
0: anyways, Gavin, yeah. any of those fun? Well,
1: that's a beautiful story. And I, I just want to affirm you. I think you've modeled that well. You spoke some wisdom to, to me, I think kind of back in 2020 when everyone was mad about everything. And there were some folks in my life that were pretty hot about something. You just said, Gavin, just, um, an opportunity is gonna come up to love that couple, yeah. and that's your time to really step in. Um, you just said, play play the long game, yeah. and uh, just stay their friend, and an opportunity is gonna come to love them really well. Yeah. And that's going to be your time yep. to to really um, mend that relation. I, you just modeled that Thanks, really man. well with that man. Yes, uh, with other people. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, no no specific stories come to mind, but I I can I can think of a million smaller ones. Yes. Um, and that I, I know there's people that we yes. upset or disappointed Always. in 2020, 2021, yep. and I, I there's this bifurcation that has happened that I've seen some bounced. Yep they said, I'm gonna go to the church that's gonna preach the political sermon. I'm gonna go to the church that's Mm -hmm. the anti-woke church or the you know whatever, they're gonna fit neatly here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of those people are are, are doing fine. I've I've seen others that have stayed, that have viewed the church not as an echo chamber, um, but have said, hey man, I I need to stay in this community and I need to stay in this conversation. And I have seen something beautiful, again, that Ephesians 4 verse says, be eager to yes. maintain. Yes. Like we should we should be anxiously working toward it, yes. right? Yep. And that means that we need to stay in when it's uncomfortable. There's times yep. to bounce. There's times yep. to say, man, <laughs> the yep. church no longer preaches the word of God. Right. They are not true to the gospel. Correct. Absolutely jettison it, find biblical community. But there's a lot of gray areas in between of nuance and learning and growing together and growing up together as a congregation. And uh, I just think some of the sweetest relationships I have now and some of the most beautiful ministry is coming from people who felt that tension stayed, didn't mute their own convictions, continue to press in, have conversations with us, with other elders in grace and truth. And we've been able to move the ball. I think we've grown some yes. of our theology oh, yeah. and philosophy. Other people have changed. Yeah. You just see the, the church being built up in unity yeah. and love, and you're like, that's it. Yes. That's the goal. Don't bounce. Yes. And so yeah. for the non-ministry leaders, maybe if you're listening, you're just a lay person. Um, your pastors will probably disappoint you yes. in this next year. Um, if there's immorality, infidelity to the word of, word of God, there, there's an appropriate time to leave, but there's yeah. an appropriate time to stay. Correct. Uh, when, man, things are choppy, the culture's a mess. Yeah. I'm not sure how my church leadership <sighs> arrived there man, I think it's beautiful if you can stay, have those conversations grow. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. The,
0: the the calling people to, if appropriate and allowable, to bear with each other. Don't just bounce. Don't, yep. don't just look for new friends. I love yep. the you know, old, is it uh, Ben Rector, the song Old yep. Friends. I'm like, yep. I'm trying to keep my old friends, <laughs> man. I'm trying to yep. hang on. Yep. Like, you
1: know? Yeah, you never make new old friends. No, exactly. So yep. I
0: love that word. Yep. And the uh, last thing, uh, I want to say just encourage all of the folks in ministry at different levels is don't be afraid to say thank you for bearing with us and showing oh, humility. Of like we're in process. I think we've tried to embrace that. Like guys, we've been in this thing 10 right. years. We didn't ever know it'd be at this level. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. We probably haven't shot hundred percent on all these issues. we just haven't, I, I know I haven't, right. uh, I wish I could do a couple things differently than I did. And yet for the people who have stayed mm. served, prayed for continue to give like hosted the city group what a gift you know um so, anyways, it, it's a grace. Jesus is using us together. Gavin, thank you for your time.
1: Anything you want to say before we sign off? I mean, bro, you just dropped some wisdom right there. Humility goes so far, doesn't it? Oh Humility does. goes so far. Yeah. So, and I'm challenged by that. Like, yes. I think there's people in our church that I thought we going to balance. It stayed. I need to go yes. tell them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they I could. That's really good. So. There's probably a better pastor somewhere. They could have a better pastor. They priced they... that in, the thank you card too.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks, you have So much yeah, for your you time. Bet. Appreciate you. The joy. for having me on. Thank man. you guys for listening, guys. See you next time.